Yo, 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 if you listen to this, you are now tuned in to the Brother Let's Talk podcast. This is officially the first episode, if y'all ever hear it. This might be a pilot. You might not get it. We gonna see. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Zach, and I got my co-host here. You wanna introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kenya. I'm the estrogen in the room, but... <laughs> <laughs> Using yeah. big words already. Much needed estrogen. estrogen. Okay, exactly. You need the balance. So I'm the balance in the room. All right, and to my right, you know, I got my barber. Ever since I met this barber, y'all, I ain't never cheated. You know I, I ain't go you know nowhere what? else. This, this was, what? I had to go to the best. <laughs> you know, we based out of Birmingham, so this is, you know, the head honcho of the barbering commission in Birmingham. Yeah, I got yeah. my brother Regis Perry next to me. Yes, sir. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here tonight. You know, this my barber. Every time I come in, we, you know, have conversations. The cut probably only take. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, but it always end up going over into an hour just because of the conversations we yeah. have. It's real organic, yeah. it's always a good vibe. You know, it's just a good conversation to have, especially me being 25, you know, this this one of my OGs right here. That's right, 25 and 45, you know? You got 20 years on me? I got 20 years on you, fam. <laughs> yeah, <Damn, Reed. laughs> I, 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 I ain't know, I ain't know, brother, but sneak up on you, right? For sure. Yeah. Um. But anyway, for those of you that don't know, Brother Let's Talk is a group of mental health professionals who focus on reducing the stigma of mental health in the black community. They primarily target men, but we do have programs and services that we also offer to women, of course, um, and the LGBTQ plus community, anyone in between. So we're here to meet all needs and have whatever conversations y'all may want. If you, you know, need help, we offer four free therapy sessions currently. Feel free to reach out to us. I'll post some information so that y'all can uh, do that. And um, yeah, I guess we should start off by, you know, stating our credentials. Can you want to go first? Sure. Um, I'm from Birmingham. Been here my whole life. Got my undergrad degree in psychology. Getting my master's degree last semester. Woo. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> my last um semester of getting my master's in social work. So. I'm really close to getting into the career. I love talking about mental health. It's been something I've talked about for a long time, but I just also just like talking in general. So <laughs> I'm a people person. I like having conversations. I'm always open to hear new sides and new things because I think it's different ways to look at things and look at the world. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I specialize in women, but I like to hear men as well. I like to hear all sides. So, yeah. And that's huge. Uh, well, you know me, jack of all trades. You know I don't have no specialization per se. Uh, but I'm also in the MSW program with Kenya. Um, I got my undergrad in African American Studies. I'll be graduating in August due to you know extenuating circumstances. That's all right. That's that all right. I'm not going. It's not uh, about speak when. On at the moment. It's not about when. It's, it's journey. It, it, it's uh. sometimes about the journey, but sometimes the journey costs a little bit more. Let's keep it. Let's keep that's it true. honest. Now that's, it that's true. You know, that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's true. No, but I'm like I said, I'm the party uh, that is responsible for that. I'll <laughs> let them remain anonymous. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much. You know, my passion, of course, lies with black people and, you know, therapy with black people. Yes. Um, I love conversations, you know, centered around relationships and, you know, ways that black people can become more united. Yes. Um, all the work I've done thus far uh, targets children and adolescents. So, you know, I'm your guy for all of that information. But like I said, I'm a jack of all trades. I don't think there's any 
topic that I wouldn't be able to at least have some input on or, you know, provide some advice or assistance on. Right. Um, one thing that we do want to say is it is not the role of mental health professionals to give you advice. Right. We're here to, you know, kind of guide you or mm-hmm. help you in ways that we can. So maybe by having these conversations, you know, you may pick up something that you may be able to carry on into your daily life and it may resonate with you and, you know, impact you in a way that allows you to change yourself. So please, you know, be aware of that when listening to this podcast. On to the next topic, though. Well, <laughs> well, I guess, well before you move oh. on, man, that's something that I just absolutely did not know. I thought that you all gave advice, but I guess, you know, you learn something new every day. Nah, it's, see, that's, yo, that, that's say, It's more about um, helping people navigate mm-hmm. their own journeys and their own, like, like we're like the people that kind of help guide. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of people feel like they don't get anything out of therapy or it doesn't work. I mean, I think therapy is really 80 to 95% you. And then the other is the help and the guidance. Or like with social work, we do more like resources and connecting. Mm-hmm. So like I think a lot of people have this misconception of what therapy is. But um, a good therapist will always guide. That's a tip. So always, uh, how does that make you feel? <laughs> it's I, all. I it's about some, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, straight up. Yeah, that's what I heard. So you know me. I'm a I'm a teacher right now, and I've mm-hmm. you know worked in schools and stuff before. So one thing that I always try to impart on my students, let's say it's a word that they don't know. Mrs. A, what does this mean? Did you look it up? No. (laughs) Well, go look it up. And then, you know, come back and talk to me about it if you don't understand. You need to go out and find answers for yourself. If I give you answers, if I give you guidance, Mm. then you're going based off of what I know. What if what I know is incorrect? Mm. Then the information you may know is now incorrect or the Uh way that you're living you may be living it based off of someone else's experiences and not your own. Right. That's just like, um, it's also like the media saying X, Y, and Z is bad or, right. you know, this person did this and it's a bad person, all this. Until you go and look up those facts for yourself, you may be, you, you know, know, misconstrued. Mm. Right. So it's always important for, I may pose questions, mm-hmm. but it's up to you to find those answers to those questions so that you can, you know, have that insight for yourself. Yes. See, that's clarity that I can, uh, internalize and then you know i could just regurgitate regurgitate that to somebody else man that's it's amazing i I learned something there speaking of regurgitation you're 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 a barber right i'm a barber have you ever had any conversation with someone like to that depth man about mental health issues yeah just mental health issues or you know someone coming to you every every day um today I'll keep the of course we're gonna keep it anonymous. So I had a client of course. Male client, he come he comes in, he uh he has three daughters, one son. Mm-hmm. Oldest daughter is graduating and so graduating college graduating high school. high school. Okay. Just got accepted into a, uh UAB. Cool. Like six, seven different Beware. scholarships. Go That's so dope. Beware. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um so anyway we had a conversation about his ability or he's trying to learn how to navigate being a father and two uh you know to three girls and and now his oldest daughter is making that transition from you know his baby to a young lady mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right she mm-hmm. has her own strong opinions she's a, a brilliant young woman um, mm-hmm. uh, or she's blossoming into a brilliant young woman and he's like hey 
I don't want to stifle her growth, but I don't want to be her friend, but I want her to be able to come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So Ooh. so we both concluded <laughs> like, yo, you just need to be present and then maybe yes. pull a little bit of, you know, you all, uh, I guess maybe uh, use something out of your book and like, how does that make you feel, right? Right. She comes mm-hmm. to him about, well, dad, I'm kind of nervous about you, A.B. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I mean, tell me what you're nervous about. So we, we had those conversations. But mm-hmm. then there are, there's also conversations about um, grief. And men have a very difficult time, you know, um, addressing things like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Grief. Grief. It's, it's interesting that you say that. Do you ever think some men, well, maybe in this particular situation, you know, this is his firstborn mm-hmm. and she's about to leave the house do you think that it may be some resemblance that he feels like he's losing you know a part of his daughter or you know it could be losing a relationship with her because you know when you think of grief you always think of losing mm-hmm. like death yeah yeah, yeah. or, or that losing. could be a yeah, form right. of grief yeah, yeah. 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 right so you know because people grieve different things like it might be a relationship <laughs> true yeah or, true you know the you know, it's not even speaking in strictly romantic relationships, a loss right. of a friend, all of yeah. that type of stuff. Right. So, you know, do you think he's looking at this situation like, hey, man, my baby girl growing up, I'm some of that. This world, some, some of that. Yeah, I mean, because I think th- so. To be candid, we, we he tells me that he had you know conversations about real conversations about sex, mm-hmm. right, and about relationships and boys and things like that. Things that he's like, hey, look, I do this to show you, you know, that um, this is the type of man you should be looking for. That's good. But she gets to, but yeah, exactly. Right? That is really, really good. Right. Especially when, and I can speak from, and I can be honest about it because I've grown and I've gotten past this, but a point where you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to figure those things out for yourself. Mm-hmm. So to have a man there to say, hey, this is what it is. This is how a man should treat you, et cetera. That's really good, and I think she should hold on to that. Whoever, if she listening or not, <laughs> hold on to that girl because you are saving yourself a lot of growth and, like, hardship and, like, I mean, you know, everybody goes through things to learn things, but I can definitely say it's good that her dad is starting out now, teaching her that now, especially going to college because at college, you know, you see everybody, everything. You're yeah. going to see Literally, guys, you never thought you'd ever see in your life. <laughs> and it could be overwhelming because it's just like, I see somebody new every day. Like, what is this? But it's good that her dad is doing that. Though. I'd even add to that, you know, just being in college, me being a dude, I was like three different people. Right. True. <laughs> like, True. If, you, if you're there long enough, you're going to see people, you know, progress and grow. Yes. If you just look True. at my appearance, I came in, no beard. <laughs> Left with a beard. Now my beard got gray hairs in it. Right. I've been around campus for eight years now. Like, you know, it's it's a lot that goes into it. At one point I had a fro and it looked like a microphone. Right. Then we went through the happy fro phase. Right. And then we left that, got braids and stuff. Then you went out and got locks. And then you end up having to cut, cut them, them back off. off. Now you're back to the ways. Like I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm you you get to see a person really mature mm-hmm. if you're there long enough for the process. That's true. Right. And you know, I think college is a it's like your first taste of the real world. This is where you yes. have to, you know, ingratiate yourself with other people and, you know, right. start learning how to move differently in rooms and be more aware. Right. Yeah. I always say, you know, being humble doesn't work as well as being aware. That's right, right. right. You hone your emotional IQ, you know what yes. I mean, when when you go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you actually have to test the things that your parents, yes. you know, taught yes. you. 
And yes. parents, this is where you have to like let your kids go and right. say, hey, yeah. I trusted my parenting abilities. I taught them up, you know, to this certain point. Right. Now it's time for them to go out in the world and show me if I, you know, did okay. This is the test, right. so to speak. Hey, man, that's true. Um, so to speak to your original question, is it some grief on his part? I'm sure, man. I'm going through the same thing. I've, I've, uh, I have uh, an 18-year-old who's graduating this year, leaving Hoover High School, <laughs> and he's like, Dad, I want to do cybersecurity. So he's not oh, cool. going e- you know, immediately into college. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he's a proud nerd. All he, he's like, Dad, I know you, know you grew up in, you know, kind of the harder parts of town, but, you, uh, but I'm a nerd, and I, and I love being a nerd. Yeah, and, right. And I, and I tell him, hey, look, man. Nerds run companies, you know. True, 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 you know, true. You know, most of the Fortune 500s are all the billionaires right now. That nerds stay afloat at least. Exactly, at least. Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, I, I, that's what I talked to him about. So, it's, it's some grief in there too, man. Um, do you think it's different because you said he, so mm-hmm. that's your son. So, do you think it's different, you know, forms of that or levels of that when your son is going out into the world or when your daughter is going out to the world? Like, is there <laughs> one that you... I used to think that there was a difference. And to keep it a buck, I think that it's going to be different when my daughters go out into the world. Mm -hmm. But my daughters are are more pointed. They are more focused. My son (laughs) seems to be the one that's like, I I, I feel like I need to check up on him a little bit more, right? (laughs) I had certain expectations of my son that I didn't necessarily have of my daughters. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's another thing that we, you know, like, you know, dads talk about. Um, But that's one, you know, to answer your question, yeah, it's some different expectations. So different expectations, does that mean one is like more or lesser than the other? No, just just totally different. Just different. Yeah. I okay. work I work with my son about being very um focused on his academics mm-hmm. and finishing whatever he starts. Right? right. But I work on my daughter about controlling her emotions and not mm-hmm. allowing others to control her emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's my middle girl. But my youngest I um I haven't had I mean she hasn't shown me much I mean she's a mixture of both of them so mm-hmm. I keep her focused but and she's still a little self guided she just needs that nudge like, mm-hmm. you know that's all it. right I think that's one of the beauties of being like uh, the youngest or you know True. being the younger one right. out of the siblings because you know I got an older brother he's uh, thirty five we ten years apart shout out Greg but <laughs> um through him I got to see you know everything not to do right things to do and see i'm the oldest so my sister yeah Yeah, my sister is she's the youngest we're just 18 months apart but she's following everything even though she may not say it she may not acknowledge it she's following like everything everything that i'm doing yeah like a like a hundred percent my uh yeah so i have a brother who's 18 months Younger than I am, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, we're in our forties, so it's like he still does the same things. Yeah, you know, so it's not gonna stop. You guys will do that until, until the you know casket drops. All right, dang, until the casket drops. You say right. <laughs> he gonna do it forever. I, I, I ain't gonna cap. We we kind of starting off on the dark note here. Well, let's let's pick it up, fam. Caskets, hold on, brother. Um, <laughs> let's see. So you're the 
commissioner of the Birmingham Barbering Association, correct? Well, I I am. So I created the Birmingham Barber oh, Association. Oh, my bad, brother. No, no, no. Let me get the credentials no, right. Get no, the credentials so here right. we go. Okay, I created the Jefferson County Barber um, Association. Right. But I'm the chairman of the licensing board, which is the Barber Commission. Okay. Gotcha. I have been for seven years now. Okay. Yeah. So what exactly is your role in that? So um, we, big word, we uh, <laughs> promulgate the barbering law, right? Google it. Right? <laughs> so we basically, um, so I handle licensure of all things barber. So if you have a barber school, if you're a barbering educator, i.e. an instructor, or if you are all things in between, you start as a student and then you end up as possibly, um, you know, say a commissioner. So. Mm -hmm. I license everything. Mm. Well, we as a board, we license all things barber. So ultimately, anything barbering in the city of Birmingham has it's to go come through, through you. you. Yeah, in the in in Jefferson County, it'll come through. Me. Oh, Jefferson County, correct. Expanded. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, it's Jefferson County. So, of course, we're the largest county, um, and we have the largest number of li barbering licensees. So, I, I mean, that's a proud thing, man. I mean, I'm I'm just proud to serve these amazing uh, business people. Maybe I shouldn't say, maybe I shouldn't even say through you. Maybe it's more like a with because it's a tandem. Like, Correct. You know, it's three of us. Right. right. <laughs> well, three of y'all, but I'm still saying anyone who ends up, you know, barbering. Agreed. I got you. Birmingham, you know, it's not right. a process that you have to go through. Like, you don't have to receive this person's, well, you do have to receive this person's approval. But, <laughs> you know, you should think of it as a long-term, you know, relationship. It's, relationship. it's mm -hmm. exactly right. So, you know, we every business or every situation like that, it's its own ecosystem. And um, a lot, what, what I try to do most is, you know, once they become licensees, no matter what level, I'm like, these people are, um, you might have competition, mm -hmm. but we're not adversaries, right? You know, because we're not ops. No, no, <laughs> exactly. We're not ops, fam. Yeah. So the whole deal is like, um, if if you have, if I have as a as a barber, if I have a clean um, shop, or if I have a clean workstation, if no one comes and you know says, "Man, Reed, you know, kind of messed me up or gave me bumps or whatever it may be," mm -hmm. um, if if I am the if I live the standard and they live the standard, then Birmingham barbers or Jefferson County barbers kind of all, we all win, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it sets a basis, so it can't be nothing misconstrued. If you got somebody to walk in and say, man, you gave me bump, I, I, hey, yeah, now look, man, I, 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 I didn't give you. Your skin is sensitive, you can't blame <laughs> me for this. <laughs> also too, what about these, I be saying on Twitter all the time, like folks be talking about, man, that barber charged me $100 for a haircut. Hey, it's what in the what? A hundred dollars? It's some of that out there, that right? That is insane. Well, inflation. Man, look, <laughs> Golly! Reason pulled the inflation out on me since I've been coming. <laughs> hey, I, did, I, 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 had, I looked at Reese. Hey man, I can't give you no tip no more. <laughs> so the price of living increased. So right. what I don't want to do is I don't. For me, I have um, thank God I have multiple streams of income, yes. and they're all barbering related. I right. stick. I stay in my lane. Right. Right. But um. When you think about it, I have to properly monetize my time or I'm not going to do the best job. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know if I'm I'm talking almost 30 years of experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know what to do. And you're going to pay me for what I know not to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I know you you like, hey, don't, I don't want 
this or this, that. yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't want bumps. And, right. And and you can keep it a hundred. Like you have you ever had? You know, you looking Nah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna take care of you. <laughs> hey, it right. can come up fresh every time. Yeah. Hey. I no problem. Right. There's not nothing wrong with that. That's right. So I'm pretty sure it worked the same too for like hair wise. Mm-hmm. Speaking to the women. Cause I know women that'll pay like five hundred for services. Man. What? For a wig? Oh yeah. yeah. All that that's yeah. that's booming. That's a, that's a market that's booming. And I have locks, so yes. I'm in the lower half, but I also know locticians that because locticians, that's a special it is group of people. Natural hair. Yes. Yeah. So like I'm think shout out to my loctician. She's great. Um <laughs> Erica. But I do know it's like that on in the salons too as well. Yeah. They set their own price and that price could be some women to pay. I know what I'm not gonna pay for it, but some women will pay five or six hundred dollars for stuff. Man, it's a lot. I yeah. I forgot to say I'm from Mobile, <laughs> so me being from Mobile, you know, I came up haircuts was ten dollars at first. <laughs> then they saw fifteen dollars, and I was still alright with it. And you know, me and my barber had such a good rapport. When I go back to the city now and I need a cut, you just like. Hey man, it's it's whatever because you know we gave like Christmas bonuses. Some some of y'all folks out there, <laughs> get, hit y'all hit y'all barbers up there in hey Christmas man, time. We, they part of the family. They make they they present the image of the family. Man. Right, and don't, we appreciate it. Come on, man. Don't yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't undersell their position. Now, nah, reason I ain't gonna lie to you, the inflation price. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a, it, I mean it inched up there. But check this out. The other part of it is um, some people are going into sort of. They treat barbering like the gig economy. They'll come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a house call certificate now. Oh, wow. Right? So you're going to tack on a travel fee of like $20. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? I got to come to you. I got to make sure that I bring all of the necessary things to keep you, um, you know, clean. Clean. Right. 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 So uh, I get that. Tighten you up at the crib. That's yeah. $100. Right? I, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Other than that, like <laughs> in the shop, though, I'm not going to. Yo, I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know about a hundred dollars in the yeah. shop. I don't. Some they be, be talking about that. on Twitter. Like be, I, some of them folks on Twitter, I think they be doing that just to like get jump attention. The line. Yeah, they do it to jump the line, oh. and then you know. And, oh yeah, that too. And black culture is like, uh, you it know, is. it we, is. It's we a have flex. this thing. You said a flex. It's a flex, man. Exactly. Yeah. And we. You get the cut, the, the girls gonna slide, all that. Hey, bro, you gonna post my haircut on Twitter? Oh yeah. my IG. gosh! And then girls, girls, we be like. I hate the barber didn't tag who their client is. Man. <laughs> At the same time, some of the women they see Buddy get on there and then Buddy will walk out. Man's like five five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at them different. I mean, I'm a I'm a avid, I'm an advocate for paying for a guy's haircuts. I, I have this whole thing. If you look good, you feel good. So Well, shout out to you. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, if I'm if I mess with y'all, I, hey. I slide you. Uh, you rock with him. You Deion rock Sanders. with him. Huh? Sanders mentality. You look good, you feel good. You For real, good. that's you true. the truth, though. Yeah, confidence is, is a key in it. Yeah. This is like, sometimes when my locks look, well, I know I have locks, so I can kind of push the lines a little bit. But when I get the fresh retwist, I'm just like, ooh, can't nobody tell me nothing. Hey. And I've always been that way. Yeah, yeah. Which Great I people. think that's what going to the beauty shop, that confidence part. When I was a little girl, like getting turned in the chair and like, oh my gosh, I look pretty. And my beautician saying, you look so good. And like, look at you, like, look you, at yourself in the mirror. You that confidence. That. That's right. You you can't, you really can't put a price on that right there. Yeah. Like, uh, what's my, what's my guy? What, Spice Adams? Yeah, always. <laughs> He's <laughs> hilarious. He get his hair cut, you know, change it to, you know, a new cat. But 
to be honest, you know, that's exactly what happens most of the time. You got these cats coming in, they might have any number of things that they have to go to. You might have to be in front of the class mm-hmm. or you may have to go to a wedding or something like that, and, you know, make mm-hmm. them, or on a date or just every day. Photo shoots. Anything, whatever yeah. it is, you yeah. want to look your best. And I mean, when I get a haircut, I feel better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a different kind of smile with a haircut, fam. Right. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, but the speaking on the salon part, like the woman side of thing. Uh-huh. Is there I know you say there's like a limit to how much you'll pay for a hairstyle. Mm-hmm. What is that limit? Like I wanna know what's reasonable when like discussing hairstyles for women. Like what's a reasonable price? Now I've seen I don't like I said, I've had locks now for a year. So I I've kinda stepped out of things and I I mean I can do things with my locks, but I've seen women talk about like how black stylists won't do so when you get your hair braided, you know, you, they ask you to come in a natural state. Now, I've seen women talk about how stylists have talked about, like, if it's not straight, if it's too kinky, I can't do your hair. Like, they put all these restrictions on it. I'm no, just like, bugging. yeah, like what? Like, it's an extra $200 if I got to blow dry and do this form of your hair. Or, like, they'll say, like, some people do pack included, especially with braids. So they'll include the hair with it. It's just it's different things, but I mean I know I'm not if I'm if I'm sitting in your chair for more than five or six hours. Why I just the the price and the timing, I mean and then too I think a lot of times I I think a lot of hairstylists get flack because they don't tell like this is what I'm doing they're not professional about Correct. it. Correct. Consultation people, is not out there. Yeah, you run into a lot of people who are not professional. They'll tell you these things, and you get there, and it's completely different. And then, too, I can say this, because this happened to me when I was in high school. I went to a specific stylist. I ain't going to say who it is. Um, got in a chair. I showed her a specific style. Instead of her telling me I can't do that, she did something completely different. And there was no way for me, after I've paid this money, sat in the shop for how many plus hours, right. and then get up to be like, I don't like this. And it's just like. I would rather you be honest with me and tell me you can't do this. Did you get your money back? No, because I was 18 and I was just like, I, who else going to do this? Because I can't do my hair. That's okay. the purpose of me going to the hair shop, to get my hair done. But I don't know. Like, I just know what I'm not paying. Like, like it's a loctician in, in Atlanta that I look at. She does really good work with, like, especially with, like, lock recovery because that's the mm-hmm. thing now. Mm-hmm. People, they've learned how to repair locks and recover locks. I would pay for that service because, for one, she has two shops. There's a shop in Atlanta and New York, and she does a really good job, and she shows that. She talks mm-hmm. to her clients. Like, I would pay the, the 200 or $300 because I know I'm getting my service worth. But it's different when you go into these spaces and, you know. You know how to do this. Probably. I could kind of do this. You know, I, you know, I I just, I people be just. Be with me if I'm taking a risk. Exactly. Right, right. And let me be able to decide. But when you take me, giving me option, and when you take my option away, that's when we got a problem. So it's about the value that you're getting and, and, and the service, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I can dig that. Because just imagine, Zach, like, if you walked in, you were like, Reed, I want you to make me look like this. And I'm like, bet. And I just <laughs> give you what I, I give you what I can right. instead of what. Reads you my OZ, but we be up that time. Exactly. <laughs> right. I, I can't, you can't have me going that Exactly. Bad. And I'm just going, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let you swing and I'm going to get out of the way. But I don't, I don't want that. Like, I want you, I want you to have what you want. And so when you first got here, I remember it was before you got here. 
we had a conversation before you came. We had right. a meeting, right? Right. So he came in and he was like, Reed, this is what I want. I'm like, tell me what you have been getting and what you like about that. Right. I know it's power in that consultation. Yeah. Oof. Right? Yeah. So if oh I gosh. can't do it, the, what did I say? I was like, hey, man, and if, if I'm not here. Such and such. He first, first, first time I came <laughs> in the shop, I promise you, man, was like, you know, if I can't do it, all these guys exactly. around me can cut. So you can go there too. Man. Ain't even no competition That's in right. here. Matter of fact, I think I asked you about some designs. Yeah. And I know, said, the other day, like, until I until I got my locks, that whole consultation was not a thing. Right. Like a lot of people, a lot of beauticians just, oh, I such and such go here. You do that hair good. Okay, you do the hair good for that that style. Like my loctician, she she like send me pictures. Let me come feel in your locks. Let me. Yeah. Let me let's talk let's let's talk about what kind of prepare, repair you need and we can go from there. Like till I've had my locks, that's the only time I've actually had a consultation. Like I mean, I remember going to the beauty shop and like sitting in the chair and I'm showing her a picture. Like okay, we can do that. Okay, uh, like I rarely got and it's one. It was just be like a shop where a lot of beauticians with different lengths of years and skill and like wisdom. And um, it was one in the shop one lady in particular and she had been doing it for years so she was like if your beautician is not telling you things before or like you doing something risky and she's not telling you that's a problem it's, it's that a says a problem. lot about what kind of style is that person is so i it, i did like resonate with me because i i my mom would do my hair in the beginning but you know you like five or six you can just do whatever but then you start getting them you know coming of age and you know you got to have a fresh dish fresh that so i think that's something that always like stuck with me like your lock not your loctician your beautician needs to be able to have those conversations be like i don't think that's good for your hair like are they really putting your hair health that's the thing is that exactly exactly are they putting it in the forefront and and a lot of times that answer could i don't know about a lot sometimes that's not the, right. the case because they want to make the money right mm-hmm. right and it's you know it's kind of like any other industry but that that i don't know i think but i think you know particularly with it being a black community because you know most black people go to black stylists Correct. right so in order to promote unity i think we should definitely take those steps to make sure that we're putting you know your client first as well as being a client you're being respectful to you know right. your barber or your uh What's the phrase? Stylist. Stylist, stylist yeah. yeah. Competition stylist. Correct. You know, just 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 treat them the way that you know you would want to be treated. Right. Stick to the golden rule, even if the way you want to be treated is crappy. Treat them better than that. Right. Um. But you brought up an interesting point because you were saying like you know some hairstylists say the styles that they can't do. If your hair is like this, then you know it's gonna be an extra fee. Do you think that there's some discrimination that brews from that? Because you know, of course, we know what discrimination is as it you know, pertains to outside of our Correct. race. But right. what about internally? Right. Yeah. Do you think that that, you know, perpetuates that? Definitely, especially when they're talking about, like, hair being kinky, or I hate when people say the term nappy, because what is nappy? But Or good hair versus bad hair. Exactly. Like, what like, what justifies good or bad hair? Um, This is kind of like how people in... I've been in natural since, I think, my sophomore year of college. So that was... So I had this... No, um, a minute ago like four or five years <laughs> a minute ago i don't even remember but um i think also too you got a lot of people that think they're the natural hairstylist gurus because of youtube but here we are with that <laughs> <laughs> i know you got a point on that 
Man, I mean, please. you know, yes, thank you for inform- informing and, you know, me being at home, cool. Like, I remember this whole big old wave about natural hair and, like, me being, like, in middle school, like, watching all these people and women embrace their natural hair. But at the same time, some of those things could be problematic, but whatever. Um, I think that definitely it is some type of, and you can't call it colorism, because, but it's rooted in that, I guess, because... Most it of the is. time, I mean, I, yeah, rooted in some standards of whiteness. Yeah, yeah, the ism part of That's it. Right. Um, stylists that say they can't do hair because, because I'm not sure what the curriculum is, but I'm pretty sure it's it doesn't have a it's type loose. of texture, right? It doesn't have a. Well, natural hair mm-hmm. is a relatively. Well, I let me let me put it like this. Let me start here. Afro textured hair. Yeah. Right, because mm-hmm. generally. Um, our, our Caucasian um, counterparts, they're in a natural state. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but so natural, uh, so Afro textured hair. Um, so yes, we learn about the different types of hair mm-hmm. as far as kinky, you know, straight, blah blah. blah right. Mm-hmm. Is it one through four or five? So uh, okay. Right. However, um, <laughs> uh, it is definitely rooted in um th- these European beauty standards yes all right okay so there's no real curriculum when it comes to natural here hmm. it, there wasn't and, and and over the years probably in the last you know five to seven years mm-hmm. this has become something that is real all right mm-hmm. right i mean yeah when i say real i mean it's actually i think there's a gentleman here i won't say his name because he has his own brand and i don't want to you know kind of but mm-hmm. he is i'll say this much I think he is the standard for Afro textured hair mm-hmm. in at least the Southeast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cat is great. I've seen mm-hmm. his work, um, you know, but so I think that there are, you know, from a, I guess an education standpoint, they don't know. They yeah. have no idea. Right. And a lot of people don't go to school. Right. Or they don't, they don't have a license. Yes. I don't know if Alabama even grants a license for natural hair anymore. Right. Um, I think so. There was a there was a uh, maybe a time in which that they did, and right. you basically had to do like three hundred hours. Mm-hmm. But who's gonna? T- what person or what book exists to right. teach you how to do Afro textured hair? Right. It was yeah. a money grab, and so I'm I'm gonna say that from a governmental standpoint, or right. Right. So it is. I mean, or regulatory standpoint, it was a money grab. So, um. They did not learn about the consultation. Mm-hmm. They didn't. A lot of what happens, or a lot of the reason why we leave out feeling like we didn't get our money's worth as clients, mm-hmm. is because the consultation wasn't there. The professionalism wasn't there. Mm-hmm. The fact that I mean, a part of professionalism is respecting my time. If I am going to be late, Oof. I'm always communicating to my client. I don't even want to call that professionalism because at that point, that's just. That's just keeping it player, to be honest with you. I'm not going to even. It is, man. Like but. professionalism, that's stuff that's a lot, a lot of times deeply rooted in, you know, whiteness. But just saying that you're going to do what you agreed to do, that's just doing the, what in, you're supposed to do. In, right. the, in that in that regard, I'm going to say that I'll define, I'll use that as my definition or part of my definition as professionalism. Right. Because you're right. Because part of, I mean, Part of that being too kinky is to have a beard. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't acceptable for a while. So right. I'm going to say that. Shout out um, Publix. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm just, so for me, I think um, from, from this end of it, I look and your hair is dope. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I, 
if I had to do it, I know I would charge some money, right? It, yeah. it looks very dope and intricate, right? Yeah. So, um, but but like I said, it comes to like you know the I would have a conversation with you. We we would figure out what you want. We get some pictures, and I can tell you this is as close mm-hmm. as I can come, or right. I can meet the standard. Right. You feel, I mean, like like everybody else, man. It's part of that is you know our new found definition of uh you know professionalism right when it comes yeah. to that <laughs> right right true that's true that's true yeah. for sure um so we've danced around a couple of topics one thing that i've you know always seen you know be present in a barbershop or as part of barbershop talk is let me see how i want to put it i'll say it's going to be some talks about women Man, yes. treatment of women. <laughs> yeah. So all the time. You know, me being a kid growing up in a barbershop, you know, you go here every other week or every yep. week, depending on, you know, how your folks want to do. My True. mom, every other week, you're going to get yeah. the skint. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> your lineup might be there tomorrow. It might not. My right, boy. right. But she looked at me crazy when I said I wanted to get a fade in like high school. What? For what? <laughs> you're buying it on your own. But, you know, I digress. Uh, anyway, you go there and then you, you know, the dudes at my barbershop back in Mobile. Man, you yeah. saw her? Yeah. Where she went? Yeah, I'm finna go out there right now. And the buddy would stop cutting the hair. You know, the dude in the shell be looking at, you got, you got a number? <laughs> you know, it be stuff like that. And, you know, you you being 45 and all this type yeah, of stuff, what, what, can, what wisdom can you give about, you know, relationships or any advice, like, do you deem that behavior to be acceptable? Is there a time and place for that? Or what? what is it? And even from your perspective, because I know there's women that do things like that too. Mm-hmm. But is that frowned upon? Like, is that, you know, just a common standard? So, okay, mm-hmm. from my perspective, is it, um, what was the first question you asked? Is it acceptable? Yeah, so like, you know, just kind of, I guess, gawking at a woman as she's passing by, like, eh. <laughs> acceptable is so subjective but do i feel like it is like for her to be the talk of the barbershop or even for a woman to walk into a barbershop with a son and then, oh you know, man no that is <laughs> oh no 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 that's no. a whole I see think like that's that that's two thing. different okay that, so yeah. okay um there is a time and place for everything let's start with that um an appreciation of a beautiful woman is one thing right because mm. we do i'm not gonna front yeah you have been in here and yeah. we have a very big frontage a window you know like we have probably sure. about you know 10 12 windows and it's a window all, right here in the right back. right where we're looking so <laughs> it's it's lots of windows and let me put it to you how somebody told me first of all um he said women are like beautiful flowers there's so many different varieties and it's okay to kind of take a look at it mm-hmm. at the woman and her beauty mm-hmm. right it's, it, it's okay to see and appreciate right Keep your hands off and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where it is. So, For sure. um, you know, what may not fit into that analogy is the what you say. Now, if the fellas are around and it's like, man, she was so bad, <laughs> you know, that's right. That's acceptable. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm admiring her beauty mm-hmm. now. Um, especially admiring and acknowledging and acknowledging right. her beauty. Boom. She's bad. And you know, it now. Okay. Um, Past that, I think it gets a little inappropriate. It gets dicey past that. Like what? I mean, in and the second part of that, if she walks in mm-hmm. and you say something, I'm I, as a 
as a fellow barber in that barbershop, I'm going up, say, fam, what are you doing? Bro, we don't do that. Like, right. That's that's messing up the culture of the barbershop. Right. Mm-hmm. And I because, think that's a just my bad to cut you off. No, I think that's just a big thing in the black community. Like, you know, sometimes guys would be kind of passive to, you know, ask for disrespect towards women and they won't say anything or hold, mm-hmm. you know, their peers accountable. Mm-hmm. And I right. think it's important to do that. You know, I just watched the um it was a movie, I think it was called Killing Us Softly Four. But it, you know, broke down the advertising uh agency, like the, you know, system of advertising and it brought out how sexist it is against women and all this other stuff. It's a dope watch if anybody ever gets a chance, but continue, my bad. No, I'm just saying I agree with I agree with that analysis and um but so that's that's the part where I believe okay, for so back to the if a beautiful woman walks by, we we acknowledge and I think we leave it there. Mm-hmm. That's appropriate. So even if we got a young in the building, you know, like say preteen, 12, right. 13 years old. Right. Right? His mom may have brought him. Right. And what we don't want him to do is get in the car and tell mom. They was talking about Man, they was mom, saying, they yeah. one of them gave me his number. He said he wanted he want to give to you. So yeah. the quickest way to lose business is to do things like that. Yeah. Right? And I don't mm-hmm. play that. Like I, I still part of that new professionalism standard right there. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not gonna talk to I'm not gonna talk around um a young man that way. There are grown men in the barbershop. Still there's a limit to what I'm gonna say. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Some things just I mean, some things could pop up in anyone's head and you you suppress things that you got to have a filter. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So part of being well, another part of being 45 is that <laughs> definitely. I mean, I have a filter. I developed a filter yeah. mm-hmm. um, because it directly affects my bottom line. If if I remove that filter, if I let anybody in in this, you know, small Space. You know, space that mm-hmm. has your name attached to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. So it has my name attached to it, whether I'm the owner or not, because mm-hmm. I'm part of that culture mm-hmm. that we have created. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't speak up and say, "Bro, you trip," even if I put him aside like a man, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a way to handle it, right? But but since it is mine, I'm gonna say, "Bro, you know we don't do that, man. Come on, man. Let's be respectful." Yeah. And I do it in a respectful way so that there's no conflict. He's still a man. I respect a call him in rather than a call out. Exactly. Yes. Oh. I love that. Man. Shout I out, never shout heard of Shout out to King. Shout, shout out, out to King. whoever said Dr. that. King. Yo, a call in, not a call. I love it, man. We ain't talking about MLK either. We talking about our professor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Dr. Okay, cool. exactly. It's a She's warning. great. Yeah. Yes. So shout out to, yes, Dr. King. I think that is important because I feel like, I think it's the, the same environment like where you learn things. Like I remember when I was little going in the beauty shop and hearing all these conversations and like, Hearing like the older ladies talking about mm-hmm. this is the wisdom. Like I like that camaraderie of like a black establishment. Like that's just something that you can't get. Yeah, you don't else. get anywhere. Right, else. you don't get mm-hmm. at anywhere else. Hearing you know maybe a younger girl trying to get advice on a situation or just sitting at the bowl. Like we just talking. Or my stylist talking to me about certain things. Like well, my loctician, she has a like room for just you and the client. So. She can close that door and we can just talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um it, it, it promotes a safe space, like it does. Right, right. confidentiality. And so, I mean, I just know when my dad used to go to the barbershop, I don't know, like that the whole culture man. of <laughs> right. That whole culture of women not walking into a barbershop because they feel like intimidated. I mean, I wouldn't know now. I don't walk into a barbershop, but 
I think I still kind of feel that, you know, that's a man's space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let them go and let them talk and let those do things. But it is reassuring to know that there are barbers that, you know, if it's recklessness going on, they're going to put it in line. It is nice to know that. Exactly. It just needs to be more barbers like that or more people like that. Let me not even limit it to barbers because you could just be a client in the chair. But if you know, you know, the people in the barbershop at the moment, just. Because you right. know, you've seen me come in here yes. and just have conversations with whoever yes. just got out of your chair. Yes. Right. Yes. Like a sense of camaraderie. Uh, camaraderie. Right. Side note, shout out to Brother Let's Talk for having, you know, the barbershop talks. You know, mm-hmm. that's it's the main true, thing man. they want to promote. You know, it's a safe space for guys to come out and talk about whatever topic is at hand. Right. Or wherever the conversation takes them. But it's just led by a team of professionals. Right. That's right. But continue. No, man, that, that part is important. Um, so... I wanted to speak to what we say and the the part about the culture with with black men, right? Mm-hmm. African American men need to have a safe space. So I walk yes. that fine line of censorship, especially when I know or when I can read the room. Right. It's mm-hmm. important to read the room. I I'm sitting around, I'm looking at everybody and you got this one brother who does not speak so eloquently let's just put it like that mm-hmm. and we have certain words and certain vernacular that we use blah 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 right and if he is going off about a certain thing and i know that's how he speaks mm-hmm. right he's not trying to be malicious and there's no woman present right there's mm-hmm. certain things that will allow him that that's acceptable right right, right. Like, ain't no flag that's on the plate right there i'm like fam right. so keep talking right because he could be so we'll go back to us like you know you know what, what you all deal with they come to us and we're just not equipped Right, mm-hmm. right to deal with. I don't guide you. I don't. I mean, I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting there like, what? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you? Man, yeah, what do you crazy. say to? That is yeah. Cra- Yo, what yeah. would you do, man? I, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. not me, fam. I, so, so we, so you know, you, you always have that. And when a person is speaking, you know, especially when they're just sort of, they want to vent, and a right. lot of time that's what we get, mm-hmm. right? They vent to us, and. I'm not a professional. I mean, I could tell when somebody sounds like they could be a little bit down, you know, right. or mm-hmm. like a little depressed. And especially if it's the same thing. Every time you come in, bro, right. you broke up with that lady <laughs> seven months ago. Far. Yeah. <laughs> you grow you broke up with that lady seven months ago. You know, you should be over this. But that's not, that's just coming from a novice. I'm just right. so so there are certain times that we let him say what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. And um absent, you know, a woman that he could, um, uh, you know, absent that, we let him say what he wants to say. Right. For the most part. I think too, but y'all have professionals, y'all have a a beautiful thing that can happen because as therapists, we can't impose opinion. Mm-hmm. So like we can't, so like when my friends come to me, I, I be like, you get two answers from me. You can get Kenya the friend answer, or you can get Kenya the therapist answer. Mm, you gotta let me know which one you need before which one you want. For, before, like, I I can give you two answers. I can give you the real what I think and what could really me, or I can give you the therapist answer, which is guiding you through it and you kind of figure it out. So y'all have the beauty of, you know, giving that real answer that they you may know. not get. Mm-hmm. That's true, and I think that's part of why you know, brother, let's talk partners with barbershops right. itself because. It kind of when you equip barbers with you know the vernacular and the knowledge to say, hey, I think you need to talk to somebody else about yeah. this, right. or with right. just knowing how to respond to situations. Right. First responder moment. type of deal, right? Right. When you give them that power, you know, it sets a precedence for the people in there to know that they're in a safe space mm-hmm. and that they're 
you know, they're being guided by someone who has some wisdom rather than just someone who goes based off of their own emotions or lack thereof. Right. And I, I think that's, you know, very powerful because have you ever, you know, recommended any of your uh, clients go? Yes. Yes. Um, had a had a good client like, OK, let me just say this. Most of my clients are actually people I rock with or I would rock with outside of here. Okay. Not barring you. You like right. you. I would totally rock with you outside. Right. Appreciate we that. do like, no, I mean, I'm being I'm keeping. On it, but I, I so I had a guy uh, in his 50s and he is in law enforcement mm-hmm. and he was having a problem. He was having some kind of issue with his wife. And I think because of stress, the way he dealt with stress, maybe uh, was alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, you got to stop drinking. He was like, you should leave me alone. You know, that kind of, the ebb and flow. Shut up, I can't right. hear myself it, it, drink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so they were going through it. And I said, because of Brother Let's Talk, right? And, and the professionals, I said, listen, man, I don't know a lot, but you... But I know Something what I right what here. I have gone through, right? right. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him, and I was like, he was like, so how did you handle? I mean, you know, by the way, you know, I'm, I'm divorced, mm-hmm. so I had just I, be, I had been divorced at the time for like a year when mm-hmm. he was talking to me. He was like, well, how did you get through this? Because I'm just ready to go. I'm like, bro, slow down. Yeah, right. There is collateral damage to Process. be had. Ch- chill right now. Right. And so I said, you probably. I said, this is what I've been doing. And I let him know because through Brother Let's Talk, they got me four sessions with someone. And even through COVID, I was able to speak to this gentleman mm-hmm. and we were cool. Like he, you know, he he was a cool cat, and but it was virtual. And I didn't feel like no pressure to talk to him. No pressure at all, right? There were some things that I didn't want to say. Right. But there were some things I needed to say and yep. he did the same thing. That's how, now, now that I look back on it with this new knowledge of it's a guidance tool, not, Man, I wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. you know. So now I look back on that. I mean, I I see what he's done, but I gave um, the information to this gentleman. Whether he used it or not, I don't know. But because he has benefits, and so he may not have needed to use Brother Let's Talk as right. a resource. But right. that's one of the times when I did say it's more than one time. But that's one specific time because he's so near and dear to me. I'm like, fam, I see what you're going through, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And there were some things he shared confidentially, and I'm like, <laughs> or in confidence, I'm like, bro, you, you are bugging. You. Yeah. I, but I like that you, you know, you had that conversation because he was saying he was ready to get up and go. And I think a lot of times in the black community, especially with guys, it's like as soon as you break up, man, go out and do something else. I don't think there's ever really a consideration of the other women you may hurt or the other people you may hurt that mm-hmm. may be involved in the situation. Children involved, man. Yeah, right, right. Moms yeah, and dads be. and families are right. tied together. 26 years of marriage? Right. All of that. Come on, they were married for, tw- they they have been now married for 28 years. Right. Yeah. We're talking 26 years. He, he like, yo, I'm done. She won't leave me alone. I'm like, it's a permanent. It's a permanent solution, bro, to like what's possibly just a temporary, temporary work through, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I like that we on this tangent because you know it's February eighth now, yeah. Valentine's Day. That's yeah. rapidly approaching. We six Cupid. days away. Shout out Cupid, man. The only uh, Cupid we recognize in the black community, Cupid Shuffle. Hey, uh, go, period. There you go. But, um, you know. If there was one bit of advice you could give to younger people or people, you know, your own age or older, just some advice based off of your experiences, what would you say? Hey, man, 
learn your mate's love language and make this Valentine's Day thing like a joke. Do whatever you have to do to help that person feel whole or loved the way they want to feel loved. Do that every day. Now, don't skip Valentine's Day, <laughs> but it's just another. That's just another day. Make it, make it light. Like you do something, but don't make it your all-out effort for the rest every, of the year. So right. Exactly. So because I feel like that's an easy, that's an easy win for me. If I only had to do Valentine's Day, I'm gonna throw you. I'm I'm gonna save up all my money and throw the biggest, right? Whatever at it. Right. Oh, that's, you know. To I'm typical gonna hire a cupid. Exactly. <laughs> right? And we're going to shuffle. You should shuffle. do that every day, though. Right. I, I feel like you should learn your partner, learn how your partner wants to be loved. Mm -hmm. if, if my lady wants, if she is a person who loves, like, acts of service, um, then I'm going to do things, wash the car, change the oil. She can't pump the gas. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit old school when it comes to things like that. Mm -hmm. For sure. Right? I'm an old head, though. Appreciate. Okay. I appreciate so, so you, that. Exactly. trying to change the oil today. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, even if I'm not going to get out there up under the car and actually do it, um, the little oil six, joint right? down the street, no. express, mm -hmm. I'm hit him off with the $35, $40. You do that. And, and right. she, no, no one's, you know, who cares? It's right. done. Right. Right. So I think that's what I, that's my advice to, um, anybody younger, older, try to figure out what, how they like to be. Loved. I mean, a bunch of times, man, I know in previous relationships, I know I have wanted to just do what I wanted to do, you mm -hmm. know? Mm hmm. I don't care how you want to be loved. I mean, I'm gonna buy you some flowers, and you don't care if you don't like flowers. I, mean, I bought it. You should be thankful. As yeah. as I age, I I feel like that's part of, you know, you know my journey. I change that up. Figure out what they like. Figure that's out how real. they want to be loved. That's real. It's yeah. all about you know making them feel valued in a relationship. Yes. And yeah. My God. Um, yeah. Any closing remarks before we get out of here? Mm -mm. Man, this, this, was good. this was amazing. Like, yeah, this um, good. it's cathartic for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I, I feel like, you, look, uh, I got my, I'm about to get my second degree, but hey, I don't mean I'm a whiz at vocabulary now. You said cathartic. Oh, I mean, it, it, it makes me feel, it, it, it helps me to deal with whatever was stressing me. Mm -hmm. It is a, it is a healthy release for me. Reasons don't get stressed. Don't believe it, man, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Not well, really. Stress don't exist in the no. black community. Black men don't get stressed. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, hey, we deal with it. We get stressed, but we, we have to deal with it. For sure. Well, this has been an episode of Brother Let's Talk. Yes. Um, yes. I, I ain't never thinking no closer, but I guess in, <laughs> you know, conclusion, brother, let's talk. That'll work? I guess, yeah. Hey. That it might be kind of corny. I don't know. <laughs> let, me, let me think on this. I got to run this. I mean, catchphrases yeah. are kind of corny. Most of the time. Yeah, most right. of the time. Right. You right about that. I'm going yeah. by the board. Right. But... <laughs> Uh, anyway, we love y'all. Y'all be easy. Uh, have a happy Valentine's Day. Respect these women. Respect your partners. Respect these men. Uh, also, women respect men as well. There we go. That's what I said. That's there we I, go. Reciprocate. It got to be reciprocity. Yes. yes. Um, LGBTQ plus members. Respect, respect your, your partners. partners. Respect yeah, respect your respect partners. everybody. Yeah. Across the board. That way we can be more united as a whole. Um, but yeah. Y'all be easy. Peace. Bet. <laughs>